another crazy time in the cabin of Crapper Creek. It's getting cool out. Got to stoke the fireplace a little more and keep the coffee pot hot for just a little bit longer. Got a good one for you this week. Thanks for joining us wherever you're out and about. Uh, today uh, on the podcast, we talk about embracing your cringe. Another episode of Ask Lovely Maria. Sex facts. Ask Trooper Cooper. Tips for shopping cheap. A look at the Toy Hall of Fame. Another legendary rocker joins us this week. It's Jeff Skunk Baxter from the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. And fuck you, Switzerland. All this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. The podcast. All right, you know we are constantly asking uh, for you to send in your uh, I- anything from F My Life to confessions to weird answers and questions, and you guys always step up to the plate. So it's time for another episode of Confessions. Yes, this is where uh, you send in, yeah, this is all stuff that's been weighing on your mind. I know, I can tell, and uh, you had to get it off. You had to tell somebody. So you stay anonymous in this. We do not uh, let anybody know who wrote any of these, but let's go. With today's first confessions. A decade ago, a lot of racists would have uh, would leave their job info on their Facebook profiles while commenting about some horrible stuff. I know of at least six people who lost their jobs after I sent screenshots to our boss. Bye bye, a-holes. Confessions. I once cooked a pan of pasta after accidentally salting the water instead of salt with Ajax scrubbing powder. It was the last of the pasta, so I simply rinsed it off before serving and I never told the wife. Confessions. (laughs) Got me a doorbell cam as there was a spat of break-ins in the area, but it's become more useful for letting me know when the in-laws show up while I'm out so I can stay away and avoid them. This is awesome. Confessions. My wife has obnoxiously great boobs. When I see them in the morning after her shower, it makes my entire day. I love them and they sustain my entire emotional well-being. Confessions. Gotta agree with this guy. And I've told him that. Spectacular. They are spectacular. And uh, I told her I read an actual article that said that a man staring at boobs for a few minutes a day greatly improves their well-being. So ladies, I'm just saying. Confessions. As someone who enjoys larger women, it's getting silly the amount of times I've accidentally searched for porn filming during a barbecue. What? Barbecue porn? Confessions. No idea. Here's another one uh, that you sent in. An actor I worked with upstaged me on stage during a Christmas show with a sparkly silver hat. They put on with much fanfare. So out of spite, I then hid the hat, and he got yelled at for losing it. Confessions. Ouch, that's very spiteful. That sounds so theater, doesn't it? While off work, I got addicted to this ABBA karaoke game. I was on it almost all day to stay on top of the leaderboard. I was having a great time, but got paranoid my neighbors could hear me, so I made a point to laugh and talk to myself loudly so they thought I had friends over and I wasn't just some weirdo alone, which I was. Confessions. When I recently decorated, I had some leftover red paint, so I wrote in big letters on the floorboards, we buried the body here before carpeting throughout the house. Sorry, not sorry to whoever finds it. Confessions. And finally, my favorite one. 
As a horny teenager in the early 90s, I found an old book of artistic nudes at the top of a bookshelf at home. Later, I uh, learned later that my granny had been a photographer's muse during the 60s, and I had spent hours spanking the pictures of my grandma. Confessions. <laughs> there you go, see? Uh, I hope you felt better. If you have confessions to fess up to, let me know about it. We'll use yours next round. <laughs> Date, right? You just never hear about folks dating. It's all just hooking up. Well, you know, everybody's trying to come up with something new. There's a new dating trend. Yep, it's time for another dating trend. Oh, God. Uh, this one's kind of cool. Let's say, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you turtle, uh, totally nerd out on, like, uh, unboxing videos, right? Where people open things up or... I don't know. If so, sharing that embarrassing fact might be the key to scoring a hot date online. A survey from the app Plenty of Fish... Says the biggest trend in dating is embracing your cringe. At least for Gen Z and millennials. Em- that's what they're calling embracing your cringe. Kind of like that slogan. Right? Yeah, here's the deal. Almost half of singles 45 and younger admit they're more cringe than cool. And apparently they're not going to hide it anymore. 74% of young singles say they're more likely to message someone on a dating app who appears to be as cringy as they are. say it's attractive when dates share things that they nerd out on. All right, now, certain things are okay. Star Trek or Star... You know, we all, you know, comic books, I guess. I don't know. The definition of cringe is subjective. Now, the idea is if they're authentic and you're not afraid of sharing what you're passionate about, even if it isn't cool, like a niche sport, a quirky hobby, a unique fandom, or just being basic... Ultimate Frisbee. That's a niche sport. I guess that'd be okay, right? A quirky hobby, depending on what it is. But remember, not every cringe behavior is good. Some of the things that have cringe in a bad way, like going on and on about the good old days. Don't do that. Talking about accomplishments or achievements from a long time ago. Fooling with your phone too much. Yeah, don't. So some of the things... Um, that could be examples of good cringeworthy stuff. Talking about true crime or geography and flags, comics, board games, bad movies, esports, skincare, space, cars, plants, tea, reptiles, myths, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot. One person said, I love talking about lore, any kind of lore. I just love lore. All right, see, that's that's borderline. So it's time for some Glennerly advice. Let me just share some maybe things that are a bit too cringeworthy to share with your date. You know, things like uh, that rash. You got a burning man? Let's keep that to yourself till it heals up, shall we? How much you enjoy open mouth kissing your dog? Your credit score? Please, whatever you do, don't mention your collection of toenail clippings. Or you might not want to right away mention the breathalyzer lock on your car ignition. Oh yeah, uh, before we leave, could I have you blow on my car? Your flip phone, let's just leave that to yourself. The way the varicose veins on your calf make a Y shape. Whatever you do, don't mention the dream you had last night about your mom. 
for your letter writing campaign to start uh, you started to try and free R. Kelly. Whatever you do, please don't mention the voices in your head and what they say when you forget to take your meds. There's certain things they just don't need to know yet. I waited a good year before I told Maria I worked in radio. I mean, I'm not stupid. All right, so many people have questions about the great state of Alaska, as well as uh, maybe our laws and the ways of our land. We are a different people. And that's why we like to bring in a specialist, as it were, uh, law enforcement here in Crapper Creek, Alaska, our resident Alaska state trooper. Perhaps you saw him on television. He's kind of a thing. The one and only Trooper Cooper to answer some listener questions. Let's do this. Trooper Cooper, my question is, how long, I mean, does an officer have the right to coach squatters, tenants that are in a building as far as what their rights are? Uh, squatters? Uh, squatters? You mean like people who are living there and ain't paying rent? Uh, young lady, you do realize, uh, my jurisdiction is Crapper Creek, Alaska, where we got 38 residents and ain't a goddamn one of them paid for Hell, the whole town's nothing but squatters. The hell am I supposed to do? Set out rat traps for Christ's sake? And that includes the feller at the end of the lot there with the radio station. You think he's paying for a squat around here? Hell no. Tell him to clean up the goddamn empty cereal boxes, for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ, I can't believe these people. I want to know if it's legal to walk into stores with open carry firearms. Oh, well, sir, uh, this is Alaska, so you can pretty much go in there carrying whatever you got. A big old knife, big old gun, uh, bazookas, flamethrowers, rocket launchers. We don't really care too much. But whatever you do, don't try to go through that 15-item checkout line with 20 items or we will haul your ass in, mister. And really, what makes you more uneasy? A feller there with a sidearm strapped to his side, fully licensed and trained, or the 300-pound broad wearing the Packers jersey and a thong? Come on, people. Trooper Cooper, I'm curious how the Crapper Creek PD is dealing with racial tensions these days with the police department. Oh, heck, that's an easy one. I can answer that question how we took care of it here in Crapper Creek in five simple words. And those words are gay, black, female, Jewish cops. Boom. There, now what you got to bitch about? And besides the fact they're all outstanding officers, to be honest, the uh, police department has never looked more tidy. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, uh, we always get letters from you, our valued X-Rock Morning Show listeners on Facebook and through email, and you're always asking advice, uh, usually about relationships or what have you. And I'm not good at this stuff. That's why we bring in the one and only lovely Maria, my wife. She's good at all of this stuff. So let's bring in lovely Maria on the phone in her car. Hello. Hi. 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 I was just behind the longest train in the history of mankind. Wow. That's a long train. It was no cussing, no cussing. No, I I like how our town still has old school, uh, train stops where it backs up traffic (laughs) everywhere. I think that's adorable. (laughs) All right, so I'll read these. You just give a quick answer on uh, what they should do. It's like Dear Abby, but Maria has better hair. All right, well, keep them short. 
That's what she said. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> Group therapy one. I met a new guy. Things were ramping up until turns out he doesn't want to date me because I'm still good friends with my ex. Oh, well, I mean, how, who do you like more? <laughs> that's, a, that's a trick question. Who do you like more? Do you like your ex or your new boyfriend? Because one's going. Next one. This girl's boyfriend apparently butt-dialed his ex-girlfriend. The call lasted seven minutes, and it was around midnight on the weekend when he was out with his boys. She's not sure if she could believe him that it was accidental, and now she wants to go through his social media accounts and his emails. Are they married? No. If they were married, I'd say yes, but, you know, that's a can of worms. I'm stuck on that one. All right, next one. She is engaged, but she just met a new guy at her office who's really cute. She gets excited when he's around. Her heart flutters when he texts. And full honesty, she did send him a photo of herself in cute workout clothes. Is that a red light or a green light? Um, red light. Good enough. He bought me a drink, so I gave him my number. But I knew I wasn't interested so I just ghosted him. I ran into him at the same bar a month later. Fair or foul? He's asking me for a refund for the drink. What? <laughs> Read him and call it good. Get him out of my <laughs> All right, good. What do you do when the two friends you introduced to each other are connecting better than you were? And they're now better friends than you were with either of them. And you're feeling left out in the dark. Threesome. <laughs> okay. The only only thing that you can do or just walk away. I mean. All right. <laughs> My boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and he struggled with infidelity a little bit in the past. He recently got a job in North Carolina, and he wants me to come. Do I move for a guy I'm just dating? No. There we go. And that's why we bring her in. Thanks for the letters, <laughs> folks, and thanks, Sam. Way to wrap that up with a bow. Have a good day, babe. All right. Enjoy waiting on the train. Oh, shut up. Bye. <laughs> you know, we love Alaska. We love America. I love America. A lot of people like to slam it, but man, it's still a great country. We help out anybody that needs to help. We always have an op- open arms, helping hand. We're, as much as I like to slam our military, who's the first one anybody wants at their back, us. Right? But believe it or not, are we the best country in the world? No. According to uh, a poll, we're number five. That was from U.S. News. Oh, really, U.S. News? Going to slam us right in the back with that one? A comprehensive ranking of the best countries. Uh, Again, based on metrics, kind of like we did the zombies earlier, but uh, they went with quality of life, adventure, education, business, economics, heritage, and culture. Well, heritage and culture, it's kind of hard to compete with places that have been around for thousands of years, but I get it. It includes attributes like social purpose, which is caring about human rights and the environment, gender and racial equality, religious freedoms, property rights, animal rights, social justice. Indiana, America is number five. Number one, Switzerland. Really? Well, they give us cheese, pocket knives and chocolate. Okay. Number two, Canada. I can see that. They're awful kind. Number three, ah, my people, Sweden. Number four is Australia. And then uh, the United States. Followed by Japan, Germany, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom and the Netherlands. 87 countries meant the qualifications to be included in the poll. Of course, uh, the country, uh, once again, that came in last, Iran. Belarus is second. Uh, Lebanon, Kazakhstan, Abikistan, Serbia, Honduras, Myanmar. 
Algeria and Cameroon. Yeah, they didn't uh, score big. United Arab Emirates was 19. It's the only country in the Middle East that cracked the top 25. China was 20, believe it or not. That's not bad. Uh, India was 30. Saudi Arabia, 31. For what it's worth, Russia, yeah, they've been sliding for recent years for obvious reasons. They're number 37. The Ukraine is down at 68. Well, they are now. Where were they a couple of years ago, right? I imagine it's a little higher than that. But Switzerland is the, it's pretty there. It, it, I mean, it looks like Valdez. So they got that. It's not very big. But come on, Switzerland better than the U.S.? Hey, Switzerland. I don't believe the Avengers have a captain Switzerland. I don't think so. And really, who needs the Alps when you got Dolly Parton? We got Dolly Parton. And hey, Switzerland, our letter U doesn't need dots over it for attention. Yeah, Switzerland, your biggest contribution to weaponry is a pocket knife with a corkscrew. Ours is every other form of weaponry. Yeah, uh, and, and how's this? I bet you not any of you have on your workout playlist have any yodeling. And if you remember uh, Switzerland, our Olympic athletes dominated boxing. Your Olympic athletes dominate that thing where the skiers lie down and shoot pellet guns. Yeah, and while they were all sitting out World War II, we were saving Private Ryan. I that that was that was real, right? right? Anyway, and guess what, Switzerland? Our cheese doesn't have holes, man. Our cheese doesn't have holes. You know how, uh, like, uh, movies, you know, they have the Oscars, and then they have, like, the anti-Oscars, the raspberries, right? You know, for, like, the worst movies, the Oscars are for the best. Well, of course, in arts and sciences, literature, we have the Nobel Prize. It's about as high as a prize as you can get, right? Well, then... You know, a Nobel Prize, you get a, a cool invention or something, you're getting a Nobel Prize. Science or whatever. Well, the IG Nobel Prize winners were announced. It's like the Nobel Prize, but it's for the silliest, weirdest, and sometimes most ridiculous, stupidest scientific pursuit over the past year. This year, they did not disappoint. In chemistry and geology. Oh, should we have some? Uh, it's almost like we should have some kind of music playing for this. But uh, anyway, I digress. We start with chemistry and geology. Uh, Paleontologists explain the reasons why geologists and paleontologists like to lick rocks. For one, if it's a rock, it'll be like licking a rock. But if it's a piece of fossilized bone, it'll stick to your tongue. Okay, so you need... That's what he studied. Yeah, he gets somebody... Remember with all of these... Somebody gave them money for this stuff. In literature, a study on the sensations people feel when they repeat a single word many, 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 many times. We're studying that in mechanical engineering. Experiments where researchers reanimated dead spiders to use as mechanical gripping tools. Like one of those claw machines. Really? Instead of a claw machine, it's a spider. What's it hooked to? It's kind of cool. In medicine, a study using cadavers, dead people, to explore whether there's an equal number of hairs in each person's two nostrils. Uh, By the way, it's not equal. 
but they found the average nose hair count per nostrils between 120 and 122. I got money for that study. Uh-huh. In communication, a study on the mental activities of people who excel at speaking backwards. <laughs> In public health, the invention of a small toilet that uses a variety of technologies to monitor, monitor and quickly analyze our waste. Oh, let me guess. Had to be the Japanese. Had to be. Now, actually, that idea has been around for a while, but uh, the development was slow due to the privacy concerns of recording instruments in the bathroom. In nutrition, experiments to determine how electrified chopsticks and drinking straws could change the taste of food. <laughs> Electro, Like shocking you every time you go to bite? Yeah, that would change it. In education, a methodical study on the boredom of students and teachers. All right, that one's not bad, but... In psychology, experiments on a city street. See how many passers-by stop to look upward when they see strangers looking upward. Some guy did that one. Finally, in physics, a study measuring the extent to which ocean water mixing is affected by the sexual activity of anchovies. Yeah, the little fish. I didn't know anchovies had anything to do with ocean water mixing. I didn't know anchovies were that sexually active. Apparently they are enough to change the ocean. Thank you, stupid Nobel Prizes. Hey, government paid for it, so I'm going to come up with some of my own. You know, why is the other side of the pillow always cooler? Why do the TV ads play louder than the show? What is it? What's the correlation between Subaru drivers, Joe Biden, and driving so damn slow? I think I, somebody's going to give me money for that. You know, um, one thing that the pandemic uh, did for us years ago is give us the ability to say, hey, look, I don't have to be in this cubicle. I can do this from my house. And a lot of you have. And and they, in a way, thank goodness you did, because so many of you that weren't allowed to listen at work now crank us out at home while you're doing work because you're listening online, thanks to Tanana Herb Company, to the live stream at xrock959.com. Fantastic. But it's created problems. Come on. We know that, right? It's not always easy, this whole thing. Well, now, hey, you got something even new. Thanks to AI. Ah, this, it just keeps getting easier, doesn't it? We've seen lots of negative news about AI, but uh, I could maybe get on board with this one. Google has released a new AI tool that can go to work meetings for you. It's called Duet AI. They've been testing it for a while, but it just opened up to everybody. Before you get too excited, it's just a, uh, for virtual meetings. And it can't trick your boss into thinking you were there. No, that that they're still, <laughs> they'll still know you're not. It's called Attend For Me. Joins the meeting on your behalf. Delivers any important info you need to let people know. And recaps the meeting for you later. Great. So it's going to be nothing but that. It's going to be like a college class. Remember years ago when people started bringing recorders and tape. And just setting it up and recording the class. And then picking it up later. A room full of recorders. 
You're going to go to your Zoom meeting and nobody's going to be there. It's going to be a bu- what are they? A bunch of avatars? What, I don't. <laughs> uh, there's also a take notes feature, so at least you won't really have to pay attention anymore at all. Or if you show up late, there's a summary uh, so far to tell you what you missed. Sadly, corporate will need to be on board with this, and you know your corporation ain't going to do it. And it's 30 bucks a month to subscribe. So it went from us, you know, doing Zoom meetings to now just having somebody do the Zoom meeting for us to just not doing meetings at all. I mean, let's be honest. They're not needed. Everybody's just going to say the same crap they say at every meeting, whether it's in person or Zoom. Every one of them. Let's see. Can the AI just say things like, great idea, boss. It's time to think outside the box. Let's not rock the boat until we decide to shake things up. Oh, you know it's going to say, circle back. We'll circle back. It is what it is. Is there, Does that have a button on the AI? We should send this to a focus group. We need to figure out how we can do more with less. Well, I've already figured that out since I'm not in the room. Hey, there's no need to reinvent the wheel here. And the minute the AI starts going synergy, synergy, yeah, I'm logging out. I'm done. I'm done. You know, it's good to have passions. We all have passions, right? Mine, that's radio. But I have a lot of passions. I like art, music, food, sports, some comic books, right? Movies. I... I have a lot of passions. You shouldn't have just one. When you have just one passion, you know, uh, the next thing you know, you've got shirts that say it and bumper stickers and you you constantly try to drag everybody else into your passion. It's like, stop it. Certain groups, though, that just, I think we find annoying. We asked online, you guys delivered. What groups of people can sometimes be known for their enthusiasm, but just comes across too over the top? Extreme sports enthusiasts. Trekkies, right? Comic book collectors. Fitness competitors. Whiskey connoisseurs. Professional gamers. Beekeepers. Conspiracy theorists. Coffee aficionados. Oh, the coffee snob. They're almost as bad as the craft beer enthusiasts. Gardening backpackers, travel bloggers, anime fans. Dallas Cowboy fans. Uh. I think the latest now might have to be uh, Swifties. You know, Taylor Swift fans. They're insufferable. Much like pickleball players. All right, we get it. You're not athletic enough to play tennis, and you sucked at ping pong. We get it. Good for you. We get it. Vegans. Oh, vegans, right? Or people that don't own a TV. Extreme liberals, extreme conservatives. We're tired of all of you. We want you all to go away. Or just, you know what, keep it to yourself. Nobody else cares. Nobody else cares. Yeah. 
looking at you, antique collectors. Oh, oh, um, how about show dog people? You know, I've all seen Best in Show. Those people? Oh, my God, those people. I had a dog that did those shows. He, he, uh, Dexter, he was at Chesapeake Bay, and he was a champion. But they got really mad at us because we would take him in, he would win the competition, and we'd leave. Well, you're supposed to stick around with the other dog owners. It's like, no, I don't like any of you. I'm not going to do that. Give him a damn ribbon. We're going to go swimming. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. I don't know if I'm just a grumpy old white man. Hall of Fames are making me mad. You know, we uh, Carmine Apiece, legendary rocker. He'll dro- join us tomorrow on the show. And you know he and I go off on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they've jumped the shark. And now everybody's in it from country to rap to hip-hop. Even though country has their own and rock isn't in it, hip-hop has their own and rock isn't in it. But we include them because of the feels. I don't like it and I don't agree with it. The other one I have trouble with on occasion is the Toy Hall of Fame. Now, I've made no secret, I'm a huge fan of toys. And I, I mentioned I was all giddy because they're going to do a movie based on the favorite toy I had a kid, Major Matt Mason, which was like an out-of-space version of G.I. Joe. He wasn't as tall and he wasn't plastic. He was made of rubber with wire so he could bend their arms all kinds of ways. Well, uh, now the National Toy Hall of Fame been there. It's in Rochester, New York, and they've... Uh, Announced the 12 finalists, the nominees for this year. Uh, let's see what we agree on with these, shall we? Uh, baseball cards. Is that a toy, really? The board game Battleship. All right. Bingo. Bop it. Cabbage Patch Kids. Choose your own adventure game books. Connect Four and Mattel's Ken doll. Well, after Barbie, how do you not put Ken in there, right? Uh, the Little Tykes Cozy Coupe, the classic red car with the yellow roof. Nerf Toys, Slime, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The winners will be voted on by the uh, by toy industry experts, plus public voting as well. Uh, you can vote at museumofplay.org throughout the next week. Three of the 12 toys will end up getting. So let's, now let's see. Bingo and Nerf were nominated last year, but didn't make it in. The three that did make it in, Light Bright, Masters of the Universe, and The Top. You know, the toy you spin, just which has been around for centuries. I get that. So this year, I'd have to go with Nerf Toys since it was there last year. With that, I would have to also go Battleship and Ken. That's the ones I'm going with. Battleship, Ken Doll, Nerf Toys. Those are my choices. That's the ones I'm going with. Did you hear that, Toy Hall of Fame? I know my toys. Go with it now. You gotta look in there. Did, is Major Matt Mason in there? I'll blow a gasket if he's not. And I'll stay the hell off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> 95.9. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the cabin. Kicking off another weekend. Uh, real excited. I kind of mentioned I'd have a cool guest coming up, and I, I'm extremely thrilled because it's a guy that's with, um, uh, th- that's played with so many artists and so many bands, including two of my all-time favorites that you hear me gush over all the time, and that's the Doobies and Steely Dan. And I have every piece of vinyl either band has ever done, including some of his other work. It's the great uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter is with us. Jeff Thanks for being up here. I know you've done a few of these. Uh, it's kind of a busy time. You've got some new music coming out we'll talk about. Uh, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for your hospitality. You know, I want to get right into the new music. Of course, uh, you were like not only playing guitars, but building them and repairing them and amps. And uh, did that come from a childhood thing? Were you just always a tinkerer as a kid? Well, I grew up in Mexico City, and there really wasn't anybody around 
to fix any of that stuff. So uh, I had met uh, an older gentleman who was the TV repair, TV and radio guy, and I learned a lot from him when I was a really young guy. And again, nobody was around to repair or customize guitars, so I taught myself some of that. And then when I was going to boarding school in Connecticut, still living in Mexico City, I was working on 48th Street in New York, and one of the people I worked with was Dan Armstrong, who, whose shop was the premier place to go to have your guitar repaired or customized. So I learned a lot from him as well. So wow, okay, kind so, of an ongoing process. Well, if you're going to learn, I guess that's the place to do it. It's like uh, if I'm going to make surfboards back in the day, it might as well be at the Zephyr Surfboard Shop in Santa Monica. So yeah, good call to, <laughs> on that one, that's for sure. Now, did that lead in... Uh, uh, I guess because from that you you know you met so many players and so many people, including a mutual friend who told me that I darn well I he said yeah well you damn well better tell him I said hi and that's uh, a gentleman I've talked to every week on my show for about seventeen years and that's Carmine Apiece. Oh right, Carmine, I love that guy and I've known Carmine since oh my gosh. Well, yeah, back uh, back eighty three. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what he said was sixty three or sixty four. He said there was a time you, him, and of course uh, Jimmy were buds together at the time, hanging in New York somewhere. I believe was the uh, story he told. And at one time, I do believe you and I spoke. You were with him probably ten years ago or more, maybe uh, more than that. And I was doing my weekly interview, and he was with you. You guys were at an airport. You're I forget the setup. But uh, I had talked to you, and you had just come from uh, here, out at the missile defense base. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, you mean Fort Greeley? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've done work out there, of course. Now that's the other side of uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter. You folks may not know about you work in missile defense. Did that come from your love of taking things apart and tinkering again, Jeff? How the hell does one just fall into from? Uh, from uh, rock guitarist to missile defense, that's usually a segue one doesn't hear very often. Well, I was reading all the defense journals back in the day uh, to get smart on the transition from analog to digital, uh, which pretty much was the cutting edge in the defense industry at the time, and got an idea, wrote a paper on converting a Navy air defense system to do missile defense, gave it to a congressman, and next thing I knew, I was asked to uh, be involved in our purposes committee, and it just kept going from there, I guess. It's so strange. So uh, Fairbanks, Delta, all of you listening, our missile defense area out there, Fort Greeley, uh, we're talking to one of the guys that helped make it happen, which is just weird. That's just such a weird end around to get to. I think it's a fantastic story. Of course, you played with Steely Dan forever, and I think all the great musicians did for a while, and they were just all about the studio musicians. You went on then with the Doobies, and like I said, I wasn't just blowing smoke up your butt. Two of my all-time favorites. Your riffs uh, involved with both of them, so instrumental. Um, a huge fan inside and out, and uh, along with what you've done up here, and uh, working, you you played in a surf band in Mexico. I don't know, was it like a Dick Dale kind of thing? Uh, did you have that sound going? What was your surf band sound back then? Uh, a surf band in Mexico City, which is just as weird as a rocker doing missile defense. No, we had, uh, you know, Fender guitars, and we were definitely into the surf sound. Oh, For sure, myself and Abraham Laboreal. 
That's so good. All right, now, before we go, we got to talk. My Place in the Sun. Of course, you've got a couple singles, and you're getting back together with uh, Michael McDonald, a gentleman, of course, you'd worked with before, off and on over the years. That's for sure. How did uh, uh, how did that come? Did, did he call you? Did you call him? Did you? Uh, I know you're working. You've got your solo work coming out now, and My Place in the Sun is the first one coming out of, uh, from your solo album, Speed of Heat, correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, and uh, I ran into Michael. We've stayed in touch for years. I mean, that- so he asked me what I was up to. I said, doing a solo record. He said, ah, if I want him to play on it, he'd, be, uh, he'd love to. And I said, absolutely. And we, together with my co-producing and uh, songwriting partner, C.J. Banston, came down. And the only caveat was that you have to try something that's different than something you've ever done before. Really? And I think my place in the sun is very different than Michael has done. And I think it's brilliant. I think he did an incredible job. And it's also an opportunity for Michael and I to do what we love to do best is, you know, sort of vocal and guitar call and response. I think it worked out very well. I can't believe uh, it says your uh, debut solo album. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of surprised when I said, really, his first one in all these years. So you kind of waited on this one. Was there a reason you waited so long to do your first debut album? Well, but uh, I've always wanted to do it with my buddy CJ, and he, like myself, was pretty busy producing and writing and, and engineering and doing session work. So we tried to fit it in in different places in between our schedules and finally got to the time where it's like putting pennies in a jar, right? Finally, you got to roll them up and do something with them. So we realized we should probably finish this up. And so we put our sort of nose to the grindstone, put it together, found a record deal, and released it. Well, there we go. And it's uh, called Speed of Heat, the new album, 12-song set. Uh, A lot of of folks, Johnny Lang is helping out, Rick Livingston. So, Well, we've been out touring for the past year. We did uh, East Coast, Midwest, West Coast twice, Japan, and then we're about to start an East Coast tour on the 9th of November, starting on the 7th of November in New York for about a month and uh, we'll eventually well i'd love to get up to alaska and by the way here's a shout out to all you guys up there at fort Greeley. you know hang in there i really appreciate what you did it's been a an honor working with you all on the missile defense agency that's pretty cool i think we better just leave it at that and i think uh what we do because carmine wants to come up too so now there's a good collaboration to have you guys come up he's wanted to you we could do a show out in Greeley. i know the guys out at i got a great place to do a show out in delta it would be perfect i, th- I say we put it together works for me this is the great jeff skunk baxter with us uh check out the album speed of heat obviously touring somewhere other than alaska but we're going to get him to come up here that's for sure jeff thank you so much for your time i know you're busy i appreciate you talking with us today buddy thank you for your hospitality my friend all right thank you that's jeff skunk baxter on x-rock well, let's put this one to bed in the cabin. Thank you so much. I know it's a pretty quick 30, 35 minutes to join us. We do it every week. Tell your friends, share it, and just uh, Google search live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. You'll find our store where you can buy some cool swag. You'll find the uh, YouTube channel where you can see lovely uh, Maria scantily clad. Uh, you can also find our uh, Instagram page, The Morning Show on X Rock, and more. Next week on the podcast, we're going to look at workplace romances.
Things you don't want to hear in an elevator. Legendary rocker Carmine Apiece joins us again. Another visit from Trooper Cooper. And we look at jobs that are actually more stressful than being a disc jockey. All next week on the podcast. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner. Produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glenn Entertainment production.